Pool Together is the world's number one prize-saving lottery, and this is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Visit pooltogether.com to deposit. Awesome. Okay. Um, welcome to the Pool Together Community Podcast number two. Uh, today we have a special guest, Chris Kay. Uh, who is um, going to be sharing some amazing insights with us? Uh, we on. are so t- today is the it's the start of 2022. So we, I mean 2020, 2021 has of course been a fantastic uh, year for crypto and pull together, but we want to touch on many different things. You know, DeFi, um, NFTs, um, many other different aspects of crypto. So. Just before we start, nothing that we say here is financial advice or investment advice. It's for information and education purposes only. So, of course, do your own research. And, uh, um, yeah, crypto and other assets, of course, are very risky and unregulated and so on. So, with that being said, let's, uh, let's make a start. So, Chris, uh, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Doing awesome. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, great as well. So, uh, first of all... Um, as we as we're here in 2022, uh, just a quick look back on 2021. What what would you say are your highlights, your personal highlights in terms of crypto and and so on? Mm-hmm. I know I know a lot. You've done a lot. A lot's happened to you. But what would you say stands out for you above everything else? Wow, that's a tough question, man. Um, I can't. So much happened in one year. Um, I've literally been in this space like every single day. Uh, it feels like one year in crypto is like ten years in real life or traditional finance, traditional everything, really. Um, As far as highlights, um, it's hard to pin down, but I would say um, like non-material things, like not talking about like crypto winnings or anything like that, probably just getting involved with so many different DAOs and um, probably the release of my course just because I think in the beginning of this year, like or the middle, I said I wanted to onboard a hundred thousand people in the DeFi within the next like I don't know what I said five to ten years or something. Um, but my core, I'm already sixteen percent there, and that's just from my course students that have enrolled. Right? There's sixteen thousand, no, sixteen or seventeen thousand enrollments, and you know that's not counting people that watch my YouTube videos or go to Let'sDoDeFi.com and just like go through those free tutorials and just you know, dive in. So maybe I'm 20 to 25 to 30% there. And that's just crazy to think about because in the beginning of the year, I started with two Twitter followers. I didn't even have my YouTube account, um, you know, nothing, but I did have like a crazy passion for DeFi. Like it, I was completely blown away by everything. So um, I'm glad it worked out the way I, the way I envisioned. And uh, my highlight is just, you know, being able to help so many people kind of learn this stuff. And as I'm learning too, like I'm basically just uh, documenting my experience and helping other people. Learn. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. So what, um, what do you think, you know, what do you think is 
you know made you so successful and 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 in such a short space of time but because it's quite a it's a really it's an amazing goal but it's of course very challenging what, what do you think has um led to you reaching such a fantastic achievement just so far right um yeah it's a good question i think the most important thing is um i realized <clears throat> that what was missing in the space and it's so early but i basically i'm like the buffer between the smart people and the everyday person like this space is full of really smart um developers builders founders everything and it's like dominated by that and you know my my thing is like i'm the middleman between them and people that want to learn because you know when they put out like a thread when a founder or you know a dev or some influencer puts out a thread on on something it's usually pretty very technical and uh, even documentation of like dapps very technical so i basically dumb everything down and i think that's what kind of um you know you cast a really wide net and a lot of people can get caught in it so that's basically i think what kind of you know helped me grow the way i did yeah no no so uh, i think i think that's um Yeah, I mean, other so it makes a big well, right? But like connecting with um, so many DAOs pulled together, just building genuine relationships, and I don't, everything happened just like so organically and just so fast. I don't know. I'm not really sure how it happened, but I just know I'm here, and I'm you know glad glad it did. Okay, okay. Let's just uh, whilst whilst we whilst we're here, let's just talk about your course because I was actually I bought the course, uh, and I and I, and I'm. Several people listening live also have the course, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, I was actually going through it um, again today. And um, I think for me, I think it's it really is a fantastic. If if you're you know newbie or intermediate, you know it sort mm-hmm. of gives you a just takes you. It gives you kind of good foundation, and you also introduce some tools where uh, even I, you know, I, I I feel I know some some good stuff, but like there were things that I didn't know. So that that was sort of uh, uh, really mm-hmm. uh, sort of useful, but I, I think I think um, please can you just uh, uh, I, th- I think one of the things which is really important, which I'd just like you to touch on here, is the you talk about two two main or, or you know possibly three core um, assets to hold. Uh, and I think many people don't understand why that's important. So could you just talk a little bit about that? Like, what are those assets and why is it so important to hold them when, you know, there's many shiny things and many you know, exciting things yeah. launched all the time. So why should you, yeah, yeah. you know, take those assets? Um, so my thing is, um, and I'm, I'm, I think you're talking about like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and um, probably an index or two like DPI. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that should be your entire portfolio and you should just forget everything. I'm saying at least 51% of your portfolio should be in those and you should just for, like, forget that you even own them and keep averaging in. Not financial advice, of course, but at the same time, like, I mean, it's... Uh, by the way, I think news, you have your mic unmuted, um, just heads up. I hear a, Okay, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, I've muted, muted him. Uh, yeah, it's just a good idea because, I mean, you know, Bitcoin's not going away, right? 
we always like to i know the ethereum community likes to um say that it's you know it's it's like a pet rock because you can't do anything but you know it's it's um it's just not going away um and then we have ethereum which i think everybody probably knows my views on that but those two um i think are definitely here to stay and um history has shown that you know the most profitable thing to do with them is just to hold and then we have everything else um but yeah i, I think if you don't have a good chunk of your portfolio in those two <clears throat> and then you don't treat them like you know a long-term investment you're just losing out on long-term money um, so that that's that's my thesis and i can get really in depth on like ethereum and why it's um you know why i think it's a great idea to hold it but i don't want to take up too much time or get too technical um but yeah basically i mean yeah it's um everybody's too busy trying to find like the next ethereum that they miss ethereum like it's up i don't know how much in the last year but it's a crazy amount that you you know most people see that it's like it doesn't move or yeah but this meme coin went up 10,000 X in like four days. Um, yeah, sure it did, but it also went down like 8,000 X in the next, in the next three. Right. So if you think you can chase pumps, um, sorry to break it to you, but you can't time it and you'll just, you know, you'll end up tr trading all your profits away in a sense. Yeah, no, that's good. Just on that point. I mean, um, a year ago, Matich was at one cent and now I'm not sure the exact price is like two fifty. Two dollars fifty. Some mm -hmm. has been near a high recently. Um, mm -hmm. Are there sort of any other sort of projects like that, either connected with Ethereum or, or sort of related or, or different, which you think have that potential? Because what I was trying to say is that even a year ago, yeah. at one cent, forgetting about the price, it, it mm -hmm. would have made sense. It's very logical to. You know, to believe that it would go up, you know, a lot because of the value of, of what, what it was offering. Are there any other, you know, either, you know, Ethereum related projects or other projects which have that kind of potential that, that you, you see? Uh -huh. Yeah, well, here's the thing, like Matic looking back, like in hindsight, sure, it looks like a, you know, like a sure thing. But, you know, at the time, I remember I bought it, I was, I started looking at it in like, maybe February or March of this year when it was five cents, right? And right. Um, I was looking into it. I started hearing a lot about it, like on Twitter threads and replies and scaling top uh, discussions. And I was like, All right, I'll just wait it out. Like it's at five cents, look at the market cap. And I watched it go to 20 cents and that's when, or 19 cents, that's when, when I ended up buying in. But everything looks, you know, in hindsight looks like, oh man, that was, that was obvious. I think right now it's, um, right now it's like a weird time and the market is very very irrational like if you look at sushi swap um it's i think number 95 ranked in market cap and like the amount of you know crap useless coins that come before sushi swap you know are bigger than sushi swap is just insane like in the top 10 we have like or top 10 or top 15 we have doge ripple cardano um you know the countless number of like literally useless coins and projects so um what i say is you know i'm betting on the fundamentally sound 
assets, which have been around, but everybody now sees as boring because they haven't done a 1000x, right? Um, and you can call it DeFi 1.0, OG DeFi, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but right now the market's irrational. So I'm down, I'm okay with being wrong in the short term to be right in the long term. So I'm not, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months. Uh, I'm kind of, my thesis is like the market will eventually smarten up and see all the fundamentally sound assets, which, you know, I, I covered in my course, how to like look at that through like token terminal, et cetera. <clears throat> um, but yeah, right now, man, everything's just, it doesn't make sense. Like the market right now, doesn't make sense. Um, everything that is very, has like a real product, product, community, fundamentals, revenue, uh, revenue sharing, grossly undervalued. Everything that has absolutely nothing, grossly overvalued. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen or what the next thing is, but I'm just, um, I'm betting on what's working, right? Like, um, I mentioned sushi swap a couple couple of like minutes ago, and like sushi swap literally gives you a chance to have a stake in the revenue or the entire the entire pie. So, <clears throat> like that token is directly tied to the success of sushi swap, right? Where a lot of tokens just um aren't that. Uh, but yeah, I really don't want to say what's next, but um, what I think and. I'm really, um, yeah, I don't know, because like Decentraland, Manus, Metaverse, all this stuff, like it's great and um, it's very exciting, but I, even that sector, it, a lot of that stuff is way overvalued. Like Sandbox and Alluvium are like the top, one of the top market caps or whatever in the Metaverse space, but neither of them have a product out. Like Sandbox is what Decentraland was in 2017 except Sandbox has a higher market cap, I think. Like, it just doesn't make sense, so. Mm. Okay, so so it's, so I think what you're saying is uh, you need to look at the uh, fundamentals of what's there, the, the revenue it's bringing in, and so on. I so think that's the best bet. Like, right now, if in an irrational market, you have to be rational and think two, two to five years ahead. That's the only way to kind of stay sane, because if you look at, damn, okay, Doge, you, it's so easy to fall into the trap of, like, you know, being a degen. Um, hmm. as far as like trading, because if you look, okay, Doge went up, oh man, I could have made like $200,000 if I bought $50 of Doge a year ago, or, um, you know, you start thinking like that and then you just disregard all the fundamentally sound projects and what actually, you know, is groundbreaking. And then you just fall into the trap of like trying to day trade. And then you look back a year goes by and you're like, damn, if I would have just held my Ethereum or held my Bitcoin. I would have been up so much more, right? Mm. And um, yeah, um, that trap is like super, super easy to fall into. No, absolutely. So you just a couple of things. Um, I think we had a question about this. So you mentioned Ripple and um, XRP Ripple and um, Cardano. What, right. what what are your issues with these with these projects? <laughs> well, I think um, a lot of people know my issue with Cardano. Um, the way I describe Cardano is um, <clears throat> if a comp if a imagine there's a startup which um, launched six or seven years ago saying they're going to make a better version of Apple's MacBook, right? Mm -hmm. And and today, seven years later, they're like, we just 
launch the capability for your for our MacBook or our laptops to have access to Wi-Fi. And that <laughs> company is worth like $50 billion. Does that make any type of sense? No. And there's nobody can use these laptops. Nobody has these laptops. There's like zero, seven years. Like that makes absolutely zero sense, right? And let's say they do, right? They launch, um, you know, I think they did launch smart contracts, but there's still no dApps or no DeFi activity <clears throat> on Cardano. But let's say there is, right? People have just been um, just moving the goalposts further and further. Uh, like earlier this year, they're like, wait till Gogwin comes out, right? That's like um, the next step in their roadmap. Um, came out, okay. Wait till the test net comes out. Wait till this comes out. Um, wait till smart contracts come out. So smart contracts came out, I'm pretty sure, in September. Now it's nothing happened, right? And now it's wait till DeFi apps start launching on our on our chain. Like that's already happening on like 30 other chains. Like what? There, there, there's like no value proposition anymore. Like you're you're already behind. So um, my my problem with Cardano is that every beginner comes into the space, sees that there is a cheap coin in the top like three of market cap rankings. Right? They're like, man, Cardano is like one dollar and fifty cents what if it goes to a thousand right they don't understand how market cap works and then the cardano community just um it's kind of like this cult that um like yeah man when when we launch this it's to the moon it's crazy so like all these newbies get trapped in this like cycle of thinking cardano is something when it's technically nothing right mm. so that's my problem with it no no i think uh i think i i fell into that trap as well uh, yeah. I, I when I joined and I just thought this is brilliant and then for me what what sort of opened my eyes a bit was when I read the, or listened to the audiobook called The Infinite Machine by Camilo Russo mm. about the history of Ethereum and you hear about how Vitalik fired uh, Charles Hoskinson and, and and so on and then basically you just see the difference between actual action and and uh, just you know, academic stuff and talk. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, let's uh, just jump on to tea. So um, today, I know there's a big event about uh, from Decentraland and I, I spoke and so on. So, mm -hmm. and you, you've done some content about this before. Could you? So for people who don't know what any of that is, could you just give us some background about what is what this is? How did you? Yeah. How and when did you get involved in it? And so. What do you think next for this uh, going forwards? Yeah. By the way, um, is this live chat capped to twenty five people? I see there's like twenty five out of twenty five. Does that mean no more people can come in? Um. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Right. Um. But yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. I can go in. Um. So, for those that don't know, Decentraland is like um this huge virtual world built on uh, the Ethereum blockchain. And um, there's like X amount of parcels of land when it launched that um, like land is scarce and land is now um, on the market for anybody to buy, sell or trade. And the value proposition of like having land in the game is or in the world is um, you can build whatever you want on it. So Literally, Decentral Games started as a company um, who got a gambling license and bought, bought or negotiated land inside of Decentraland in the Vegas district. And 
they started building virtual casinos inside. So um, since Decentraland is built on the blockchain, you kind of can um, seamlessly uh, use crypto within, like it has like, like a real economy. So Decentral Games um, took to that and created these virtual casinos where you can, you know, free play, uh, free play or actually gamble on like roulette, blackjack, all this stuff. And their most recent, um, most recent like move or pivot, whatever you want to call it, I don't even think it's a pivot, is um, joining the play to earn movement. So basically they um, created play to earn ice poker, which um, at first you think it has something to do with gambling. Um, but no, um, essentially how it works is <clears throat> uh, in order to play poker, right? It's, it's on a, like a 24 hour schedule. So every 24 hours, um, a new day starts. And if you have an NFT, an ice poker NFT wearable, uh, which they release every so often, you can join in uh, every day and you'll get airdrop like 3000 free play chips. Then you have 24 hours to um, play those chips, complete the three daily challenges. And um, the bet the more chips you have at the end of the day, the higher your multiplier is. So you're incentivized to actually be decent at poker. And um, essentially you earn ice tokens, which are which is a real cryptocurrency, which has value and you can, you know, sell for whatever you want. So you're essentially earning real money by playing risk free poker, right? So it's super fun. Um, I've played it myself. I know there's a couple people in here that have a a wearable so your wearable is like your entry ticket every day to uh, play to mm -hmm. earn and um it's it's super cool because they also added a um added a delegate function and um we saw this with axie infinity and axie's been like blowing up i think they're nearing two million um monthly or monthly active users or something like that and we've seen people in you know low-income countries like the philippines playing axie infinity and earning, earning crypto, and that's kind of how they onboarded. Um, they got onboarded into this whole world, but they're making a living just playing these play-to-earn games. And um, Decentral Games Ice Poker is like the the newest edition of that. And I, I don't think it's the newest because there's just so many roadmaps coming out, different projects trying to ride the wave. But I think it's the most innovative and the most um, polished actual product play to earn product that's out there so it's super super cool and i'm happy to answer questions if anybody has them in the chat um i see yeah, so someone in the chat already um j jd saying um he made a hundred dollars in seven days from delegating it to someone in the philippines yeah i have a video on that you know we all have those stories where i'm delegating basically all of my wearables to somebody else and i get a 30 percent cut of whatever they make and they're making like for their countries like literally life-changing money so it's um it's super cool and um so we'll, we'll put the link in in the show notes but uh how can so let's say some let's say anyone listening wants to get involved how as a mm -hmm. in terms of the wearables how can we how can we get these wearables yeah um so essentially for now at least i think there will be two monthly drops for these wearables and um so the easiest way is to just buy them on the marketplace, right? The ones that are already out, um, you can get them on OpenSea or the Decentraland marketplace. Um, and yeah, that'll be the easiest way. You, I think the floor right now is maybe one, a little over one Ethereum, one ETH. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for the uh, mints, right, the mints that happen every two weeks or so, um, there's usually... Sorry. Um, yeah, it's usually way, way cheaper to get it, you know, during the drop. Um, like, for example, the very first drop, which it'll never be that low again, was um, 0.1 ETH per wearable. And um, that was awesome. But then, you know, the price got raised to 0.25 ETH. And um, today's today's drop is going to be 8,000 ice, which is like $2,000 or something like that. So, yeah, basically, um, to, to get in these mints, you need to have, um, what was it? You need to have one thousand xdg on polygon i think that's the easiest way and xdg uh, is just stake dg which is their native token and mm-hmm. once you have that you are now um eligible to participate in the mint and then obviously like whatever the um crypto that the um mints will be sold in you need to have on your polygon wallet so today is going to be ice and uh usually it's an eth so you just need to have that and um, yeah, you're basically set. You go to their website when uh, a um, drop is about to happen and they'll announce it like beforehand. So it's not like last minute. So you'll have some time to get set up and they have a guide in there. They have, you know, chats that you can ask more questions on. And honestly, all the questions have been answered. So if you go to the discord and just search, um, you'll be able to find those. Yeah, but that's all you need. You just need a stake DG to participate. And then, you know, whatever currency is being uh, the wearables are being sold in. You need that as well. All on Polygon, and um, yeah, it's that simple. Okay, so so let's say we let's say we just went ahead and and just either put it on the on the um, on the marketplace or minted it. And let's say okay, we went ahead and spent one ETH. Is there? A, do you think there's still a lot of potential for for you know return on investment that kind of stuff, or or even at one ETH, or, or is that kind of uh, Oh, we sort of mm-hmm. the, the... Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I bought I bought a pair of Genesis pants yesterday for 1.3 ETH. So wow. I, I definitely do think there is a potential. Um, so there's two sides of it, right? One is the speculative side, which, um, um, you know, that's that's kind of like a toss up because you never know what's going to go crazy, right? People are going paying six figures for, you know, just profile pictures that do nothing so you know there there's um there's an aesthetic aesthetic side to it where you know maybe this collection it looks super cool to the masses and um it takes off but i think in general all of them look super cool because unlike profile pictures these are actual wearables you can wear in the metaverse right and even if it was just that i think that alone is way cooler than profile pictures Uh, but on top of that right there um it's an income generating NFT. So whether you want right. to delegate it and get passive income or you, whether you want to play yourself, um, you know, the APR is crazy. So even if you buy for like one ETH, I think the, um, the returns you get is still like triple digits if you were to play with them. So okay. yeah, I think it's super, like if you, you know, people value businesses uh, based on their cash flow or revenue. If you value these NFTs like that, you know, they're, I think they're worth way more than one ETH. So I'm super bullish, obviously, and I'm just kind of hoarding and collecting these and um, delegating. Mm-hmm. So 
if if the masses catch on and i think they will yeah i'm betting that these become super valuable because it's just it's crazy i'm literally getting passive income every day from these nfts and it's a solid amount so okay yeah and i watched your video of uh, someone i think in argentina which was uh, uh who you delegated a wearable yeah. to and he was making money which is uh as you said like you know substantial for his country so mm -hmm. that's pretty really good okay so we have a question um the question was actually outside of DeFi. Let's just say outside of DeFi and decentraland what are you following in crypto not aping but following following question, yeah. mm. um you mean projects in general or like movements um, trends not quite sure what that question is i, I think let's just However, you want to answer that. So, something you know, which you're excited about. Uh, yeah, maybe it's trends. Maybe it's uh, right. a specific project. Right, right. Um, honestly, I'm excited about so much, um, but specifically like DeFi and play to earn. I think are super exciting. Um, as far as let me see something more specific. Um, well, I think decentral games, and I voiced this since like april of this year um, i'm super excited about decentral games just because they keep being so innovative uh, whether it's play to earn or metaverse um i'm super super bullish on what they've got going on just because like i know like how hard the team works and all that and just like how cool they're basically the most popular destination in decentraland um and they're the first metaverse employer. They are the biggest DAO landowner in Decentraland. They are, you know, they have countless of these like accolades that I can keep saying. Um, yet they're only like, you know, hundred something, hundred, I don't know how much million market cap, but it's super, super low. So um, I'm definitely long on them and what they've got going on. And just because the metaverse is like so... You know, I thought it was cool way before it was cool, um, mm. like earlier this year, like very, very beginning. <clears throat> um, but, and then in cool. DeFi, I think I'm kind of, um, what, what's been catching my eye is um, the, the innovation that Olympus Pro made. And I'm not talking about like ohm staking and all that, but just the approach to, for dApps to kind of, not do um such not inflate their tokens so much just to give them out in farming but to kind of do the whole bonding process where they can um, sell their tokens at a discount and get liquidity that way right so they own their own liquidity i think that's super cool and um you know i i see a lot of dApps kind of i don't, I don't want to say realizing but the whole um farming using uh, the farming thing as a marketing budget to kind of like kickstart their token is not really sustainable or great because a lot of people just farm then dump. Mm. And I think this could be interesting. Um, things like Tokamak and um, Olympus, Olympus Pro are super interesting products to kind of that innovated on the whole liquidity mining um, thing. But yeah, it's, it's all so new. Like DeFi is so new that, um, this may be the next step. I don't know. And I don't know if who's, yeah, that's just something I've noticed that um, 
a lot of people are, a lot of dApps are um, starting to get interested in the whole bonding thing instead of just inflating the token and giving it away for free. Yeah, no, I think that that makes definitely there's a lot of interest in that. Um, what else? So let me ask you this question: What do you think is cool now, which is not cool? To paraphrase what you just said. Sorry, can I, you say that again? What do I think is so, cool? So you, you said a, f- a few minutes ago you thought the metaverse was cool before it was cool. So mm-hmm. what do you think is cool now? Now, but not cool in the world, I guess. So, I uh-huh. well, no one's talking about, no one's, yeah. it's not really on people's radars. What, you know, what are some of those kind of things which no one's really talking about? Easy. DeFi blue chips. You know, they, it's, it's funny because DeFi blue chips during DeFi summer and like the months leading after that are what started this whole like bull run whatever you want to call it but they basically like opened pandora's box and everybody was fascinated but then everybody forgot about them but the whole DeFi ecosystem and like infrastructure still leans on those blue chips so it's kind of funny they were the coolest thing now they're not cool but i think they're slowly starting to become cool again and um yeah, that's that's kind of what I think is not cool now, but will be cool um, very soon just because um, <laughs> I think as a whole, like everybody in the crypto world, we got distracted by so many crazy. I mean, it's been a circus this year. Let's let's not like kid ourselves. It's just been so many mm-hmm. crazy things have been happening. Um, we all kind of get got distracted. And I think eventually we're all going to zone back in on what's actually um, like I saw a stat today. I think Curve has more TVL than Solana and was it Avalanche combined? Something like that, right? And like nobody cares about Curve right now. Like you know, that's that's it's not like a cool DAP, right? People want to put the frog emoji in their Twitter name and um, become a frog boy with the whole <laughs> Wonderland community, right? That's the cool thing. But Curve has crazy amount of TVL, and it's literally a huge support beam for DeFi. So I think that will be cool again, like when when the DeFi blue chips start getting that recognition once again. So like Compound, Aave, Curve, yeah. those, yeah. Um, yeah, so what I'm looking forward to in 2022 is, um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the protocol sync thesis, but essentially it sounds like a super smart thing, but it's very simple. Um, basically, like all the DeFi apps that are um, being used by, how should I, how should I word this? Um, let's say Ave, right? <clears throat> Pool together uses Ave, right? So you can say it's kind of built on top of it, right? Um, and Ave yeah. is used by a lot of other DApps, so it's kind of like a zero layer protocol that kind of sinks to the bottom because everybody's building on top of it. Um, the next step, I think, is, and it's already happened, now fintechs and traditional finance is going to start building on the Aves of the world, um, even pooled together, right? Um, there was, on Twitter, I saw, um, was it Pete Kims? I think he, he does Web3 at Coinbase. Um, he replied to Layton's tweet when he was like, I think Layton said, I can't wait for... Um, DeFi to launch on 
Coinbase, I'm sure they're going to put pools together um, as like one of the first uh, dApps that you can interact with. And P. Kim replied, you know, only a matter of time or something like that. So uh, besides that, Coinbase already launched, I think, and I, I, it's not available in the USA, but um, you can earn like DAI directly on Coinbase. But what they do is they deposit that DAI onto Compound. So like it's right. already happening, right? Um, all these DeFi apps that kind of proven themselves to be uh, sustainable and um, you know, the blue chips that we always talk about, they're going to start being used by, by um, fintechs and traditional finance. And that's going to be huge, right? Because if, if Coinbase is using Compound to generate interest for its users, wouldn't you think they would want to, or they would need to buy some comp tokens to start having a say in what happens in the governance of Compound? So like, that's the whole governance token um, thesis, whatever you want to call it. Um, that I've kind of clung on to when companies start using DeFi apps, they're going to need to buy um, the tokens just so they have a say because they don't want to, you know, they want to have power over, over that um, protocol as well. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. What are the other big trends you see in 2022? Anything else which may be different from 2021 or anything new or just continuation? Mm-hmm. Um, I think metaverse and play to earn are just getting started, even though it looked like, you know, after the Facebook announcement that it kind of, things kind of peaked for a little bit. Um, but I think all that did is just put a lot of more, you know, it planted the seed, the metaverse seed in a lot of like the mainstream masses brains and, um, now people are going to start looking into, okay, like, what is this? You know, I'm, I heard about it from Facebook, but why do I keep hearing about it? Um, I saw CNBC, like it's, it's all over Twitter today. Like somebody, um, some reporter there's, you know, going over the under the radar metaverse plays and like Decentraland, Mana, Sandbox and all these things. So I think maybe, um, maybe that whole play yeah play to earn is probably the most interesting in that space but you know you never know you never know um the space moves so fast i'm not really sure um what's going to pop off but i think those are kind of primed too okay okay great um so i've got just a few more things so what <laughs> When is there going to be a donut token? When donut token is a question we have. Never. That, that sounds like a, that sounds like, no, um, I actually do have a really cool project in mind. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything, to, anything to do with donuts, but, um, I don't want to say too much. Um, but we'll see, hopefully it pans out. I'm super, super busy these days, but that's, that's like a, like a passion project I really want to get out in the next, you know, quarter or two. Um, it will, in, it may involve, it's not going to involve like, uh, we'll see. I, I don't want to say too much, but okay. it's going to involve right. the, the metaverse in some type of way. Okay, great. All right. Now sounds, sounds, sounds very, very interesting. So just yeah. to wrap up, uh, what, so we, we spoke last week with Oops on, on the podcast and um, mm -hmm. he was talking 
talking about future being music NFTs. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on that area? Um, well, one thing I am hoping is that, you know, the whole profile picture, you know, NFT craze dies down and goes away just because there's so many cool things happening with the NFT world that, you know, people are just, you know, being distracted from, um, you know, all that with these, you know, all these collections launching, like, hey, we have 10,000, 10,000 profile pictures. They're all, you know, randomly generated. Uh, you know, I've been getting those DMs for months and months. And it's just like, I don't know how people aren't bored of that. Um, you know, they'll, they'll never go away just because people want to speculate and, um, and, you know, buy low, sell high and all that. But basically, I think profile picture NFTs are going to be like the meme coins that we saw in that we kind of see in DeFi. So, um, <laughs> yeah, even in NFTs, I'm like the same way. Like, I see, I see those as like the meme coins of NFTs. And I'm more excited about like the fundamentally sound things like the like these play to earn wearables uh, that Decentral Games launches. Like, there's there's so many cooler things to do with NFTs. Um, yeah, maybe maybe music takes off. I don't know. There's just so many opportunities. But um, yeah, that that's my take on you know the whole NFT wave. I think there's too much there's too much noise. Um, I don't know what's I don't know if like a NFT bear market's gonna happen. But yeah, I just think people will get bored at some point. I mean, I've already seen like crypto Twitter or NFT Twitter start talking about um, you know NFTs with utilities. So I think that's already happening, mm. and that's. I, I'm super bullish on the ice wearables because there's no better utility out there for NFTs. I mean. Okay, great. Okay, well, um, let's uh, sort of wrap it up. But uh, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, any, any other thoughts? Uh, anything else that you're excited about, especially in 2022? And any predictions? Anything else you'd like to, like to say? Um. <clears throat> super excited i'm super excited about everything happening really in DeFi. um i'm super excited in um the direction of pool together is going in um i think v4 is an amazing success in my eyes even though it's like so early on but um and i'm probably saying that because i'm winning all the time but no um <laughs> yeah i think the whole multi-chain thing is super super cool and um i do think um isn't pulled together like the first truly multi-chain dApp? I know we were all saying that while it was launching, but that'll be a super cool like um, title to have. I'm not really sure if that's that's true, but I think it is. And I know we just launched on Avalanche as well, so I got to mm, check how yeah. that's doing. But um, yeah, I'm super excited about literally everything happening in DeFi. Mm. Okay, no, that's that's great. So, um, I would like to thank you very much for your for your time today, and uh, we'll we'll put together the show notes, and uh, yeah. people will will definitely you know definitely check out uh, Chris's course because uh, uh, I think it's really it's both you know down to earth and also detailed, but also sort of clear, easy to follow, and uh, lifetime updates yeah. as as Chris says. So you'll you'll always yeah. Be, yeah. be able to catch up on on uh, sort of the newest developments. So great. So yeah. thank you once again. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, it was fun. Okay. Yeah.